morning. It's Thursday, February 27th. I keep having to look at the calendar to uh, verify the dates because I think I can't get over that. It's the 27th of February. It's too many days into 2020. We're almost at the beginning of the end of the first quarter. And so much has happened that I think we probably need to restart 2020. Do you know how many things have happened to me? Typically, when a new year starts, you can count down the significant events. This year, there have been so many already that we don't even know. I mean, it started out with World War III. Then Kobe died. Then other people started dying. And then they, they had a thing over in Asia. No, it's a global pandemic. Uh, and, and we're still, we haven't even reached March. <laughs> So it makes you wonder. Yesterday was the official start of land, so hopefully, my God, for 40 days and 40 nights, we might just not have anything at all. I'm really significantly hoping that that happens, right? So today on our show, uh, it's Thursday, and I just, recently we've been talking a lot about facial recognition. In fact, it has been a debate here in Michigan, especially in the Detroit area. Uh, the Detroit Police Department has announced that it was using facial recognition software to apprehend criminals who have committed crimes. And it became an outcry in the community because we found there were some flaws in the software. The software could not distinguish between people. In fact, one police sergeant uh, ran his face through the database and it identified him as a criminal because his face might have had similar features to someone else. This company called Clearview AI. In fact, I did a show on it in the fall. I did one in January, on January 29th. So if you go to uh, Spotify or look up, look me up on any of the uh, uh, podcast platforms, you're going to find that I have done significant uh, talking about facial recognition software because I knew this was going to happen. Right? So I talked about it on January 29th, exposed the company behind it. The company is called Clearview AI, and they, their client list includes major law enforcement agencies in the United States. All right. So on February 11th, I did a show again because I found that a, a school district in New York was using facial recognition software. I was very alarmed, as any parent would be, because if the advent of using facial recognition software means that you are putting your criminalizing children and placing their faces in databases with criminal with other criminals, so you're criminalizing them essentially. So if, if it must be, why else would a bank? It couldn't be that I'm borrowing a loan from the bank or opening a credit card like they want to see what my face looks like. It has to be that they're interested in people whom they think are likely to be bank robbers. So we found out that banks use this information, so it's possible that other companies perhaps use this information as well. Well, today is the 27th of February, and we are just a few days into the new year, and already we're learning that Clearview AI, the company who boasted, they can't be hacked because the New York Times reporter did ask that question. They can't be hacked. Their software is superior, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were hacked. They released a statement saying that their entire client list was stolen. You really think the hackers went in there and just took the client list? No. Upload your images to Facebook so you can communicate with the people whom you want to communicate with. But now we're learning that 
other companies, places, hackers. We don't know who the hackers are. They have stolen that database. They have breached it. Clearview AI needs to be shut down. <laughs> I mean, like, like seriously, you are a company that hacked other people's database because that's what they did. In fact, what happened was Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google issued cease and desist orders because what, Facebook, what they did was they became a user on these platforms and garnered people's uh, uh, information. So all our folders, right, put it in their database and had the nerve to strut around Manhattan like they're something uh, big and they are the next great thing that is going to drop on the moon or something not knowing that hackers were just sitting there and waiting. Law enforcement would, in fact, trust a third party who has not been verified. They haven't been verified. They haven't been in business long enough to be verified for them to be described as a military contractor. Typically, companies who do business with the military do business exclusively with the military. So they're not a military contractor. They're just some third-party startups, just some independent company who wants to make money off other people's distress. One of the founders of the company is a former associate of Rudy Giuliani. I don't know that I would want to do business with those people or want them to have access to my photos, but they already did. They stole people's photos from Facebook, and so maybe everybody should do a class action lawsuit against them because it's unauthorized. I didn't give you permission, but I don't know how that would play legally because if you... It's kind of like if you put your image on Facebook, Twitter, you can't use it or take a screenshot and use it. And I'm pretty sure that's written in there somewhere, right? And so here we are. We find now that Fairview uh, AI has, in fact, uh, <laughs> been hacked. And I want to give you some stats around it because it, it, it should be of concern to all of us. You know, we even if... I were to change my settings on Twitter or YouTube to make my account private or to delete my images, it doesn't matter. We already know that, right? So even if you delete, once you post an image, there is no such thing as that image is deleted. So even if you delete it from your Facebook profile, so someone just viewing your profile won't be able to see it, it doesn't mean that it is completely deleted. It's kind of like your computer. Right? If you if you press the lead on something, that doesn't mean it's completely gone. It's written in the code somewhere. You just don't might not know how to retrieve it. Someone who is familiar with became aware. Some of us would actually go to our our profiles, our social media profiles, and make our accounts private, right? And delete our images. But it's too late. It would have been too late. But they were so. It's kind of like being too smart for your own good. And kind of like you struck too much without even testing your own software. So you don't have the right firewalls around your own software, but you are hacking other people's software, Facebook, Twitter, and Google, to retrieve people's images. But you don't, you didn't put any firewalls around yours to prevent unauthorized users. Here's their statement. They said an authorized user accessed their network and stole their client's list an IPO, they were so sure they were going to be successful. And the hackers did it. I don't know who did, but I kind of want to hand it to the hackers because I'm like, stop them in their tracks. But what concerns me is the hidden thing behind this. What really concerns me is, guess what? That law enforcement had used Clearview AI, which means that 
history. So law enforcement has a history. They they search you. They use facial recognition software to see if my face matches the face of someone who did something. And that history is stored in Clearview AI servers. Now, they claim that's not true, but we all know that that's not how stuff works. They claim that their servers were not accessed. That's how it works. I could be wrong. They just got it out of the cloud so they could get to your cloud too. Hollow. Somebody does make sense. And you're all shaking your head like this is all beyond me. Yeah. To the layman, to us, it is a little bit uh, beyond us because we're like, seriously? So what happens, all of this goes back to a 1996 law, really, when the Internet first became proliferous. You know, the, 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 the way the laws are written about telegraphs, because that's what uh, the uh, electronic wiring laws are based on, is telegraphs, the transmission of the, the electronic transmission. Those laws are dated and did not foresee that there would come a time. So in 1996, they attempted to update the laws and they kind of literally gave social media companies the, the run over us. It gave them license, literally, to do whatever they want with the public. I guess at the time, the framers of the law did not include users because in 1996, we probably couldn't foresee a day and time when all of your business would be on Facebook. Anybody been on Facebook lately? I mean, people take to Facebook to post how many times they eat per day. Right? People take to Facebook to update their status and post about what they do. Forget Instagram and Snapchat. Right? On Instagram, people post what they look like without clothes on. Right? I did not say that for you to go on Instagram, but it is the truth. So I guess in 1996, we couldn't imagine living our lives out loud to the extent where we invited people we don't know to come and view our lives. So the framers of the law did not expand their horizons to include what we would refer to as present-day mechanics. But yet, here we are. We are, in fact, in a dilemma. And the dilemma we're in is, what gives? And you and I are sitting there, like, completely flustered and completely like, this is way beyond my bandwidth. And even as we try to expand our bandwidth to, to figure out how framers have been saying for some time that artificial intelligence is much faster and more advanced than we recognize it to be. By the time you figure it out, it's like 20 years into the future. I read something recently that says they are developing uh, uh, robots that are going to replace people in a restaurant. They're gonna, so they're going to figure that one out first. So you go to a restaurant and the robot is going to come and the robots will be cooking and the robot will be serving and washing up the di- washing the dishes in the restaurant and cleaning up. So what are those robots going to look like? Do you think the robot is going to look like uh uh you remember uh, iRobot from with uh, what's his name? With Will Smith? No, the robot is going to look like people. The robot is going to have familiar hysterectomy on a patient. And the doctors were standing behind the wall watching. This was not on TV. I actually saw this. And I was fascinated that the robot, in fact, you know, described the surgery as complete and that it was accurate and that the patient didn't know the patient had consented to it. And the patient was out and the patient did not know. And the patient woke up and was fine. I don't know what happened after that, but 
from what I saw before. So, so they're already trying, they have already been studying this. So it's only a matter of time before robots replace humans in a variety of fields. It's going to be in banking because they don't have to, they think they control robots, right? So they're going to place them in, in quarantine sections. They're going to have access to banks. Well, it would reduce, you can just imagine the conversations already. Uh, it would reduce casualties. We wouldn't have to pay out insurance. We wouldn't have to pay out survivor benefits. You can just hear it happening already. They're going to replace people who work in offices with robots. They have already, in fact, started. As a matter of fact, the biggest scare right now is on the stock exchange in New York, where they are going, they are replacing artificial intelligence with people. So they are now finding that artificial intelligence can actually make better predictions about how the markets will go than people. And you can understand why. I mean, it's just data. You put all the data into a software, of course it's likely to make better predictions. Because the computer computes fast, right? So a person who is making all the factors, whereas the machine is just going to use the numbers and run a numbers game. So already, uh, people who work on the stock exchange who earn in excess of maybe 160000 a year, they're already, some of them are going to be cut. So jobs will be lost. That's the first area where they're going to use significant area where they're going to use uh, AI software, artificial intelligence. So this is not a wave of the future. This is now. The future is now. This is not something that is likely to happen, more likely to happen in five years or ten years. It's happening now. And just like I said on the 29th of January and on the 11th of February, they are going to take these images and they're going to make fault enforcement databases so they can change people's histories and erase people's histories. So people would just find themselves coming out of jail because there's no evidence that they ever committed a crime because their entire history would be would be re, uh, removed, right? So you have to look at that, right? The second thing is that I'm concerned about is they're going to make what? ID, identification. So who has hacked? We need to ask. I mean, it's clear. People with nefarious intentions, they're going to create identification looking like you and I. And they're going to bring those people to do whatever they want to do. And law enforcement is going to say, well, it's you because your ID was used, and it's your face because your face was there. And what we used to say that, uh, I'm not so sure, I don't want all my information out there, so it has this good and it's bad. But the good overwhelmed the bad. So we kind of went, we went along with it and said, oh, it's nice, it's nice to keep in touch with people you haven't seen in a while, keep in touch with family members, you can post pictures of little Johnny and little Ashley going to school for the first time and if they can come to the wedding. So we thought it was pretty cool and to, to reconnect with people we haven't seen in a while, family members and so on. But it kind of got a little steep because we still were kind of holding our breath, waiting for the axe to fall. Well, this is the axe. Artificial intelligence is the axe. Now, let me tell you what else I've learned about this. Clearview AI retrieves three billion. This is something that we, you don't have to elect to be a part of. You don't have to choose to be a part of it. It is what it is going to be which is that eventually robots are going to replace human encounters and human interactions. And those robots are not necessarily going to look robotic. 
like humans. But the other part of this is that they are taking our faith. What, what are you doing? What, what are you doing with my faith? You're just submitting it to law enforcement? And you're like, but law enforcement already had access to Facebook. When their law enforcement is at its wit's end, trying to understand and trying to get a handle on crime in major cities and communities, it's distressing because they can't seem to control it. So, of course, someone peddling anything is going to sound like a Hail Mary. It's going to sound like this is the next, uh, the next Magna Carta. This is going to solve, I'm serious, this is the next Magna Carta. It's going to solve all the world's problems. It's going to solve all the community's problems. But that's not it. This software was not perfected prior to its distribution law enforcement network. It was not perfected. It hadn't been tried. And that was my issue from the beginning. I felt like if you did it, somebody else is going to do it and replicate it, and they can hack into it and retrieve the data. And here it is. So your search history goes on looking like, are you kidding me? I've been here all day. Well, we don't get we have information to prove that you were there when it wasn't me. Because we all tend to look alike, right? We're human. We tend to look alike. And and the facial recognition software was so incredibly flawed that when it was designed, it was only designed. I don't know who this guy was. His name is Juan Tonstat, right? When it was designed, it was only designed, the art was only perfected on white faces. Thought out that it's recognized, it lumped everybody else together. They were like, no one had perfected it. It hadn't been tested and tried. But yet you unleashed it on the public. And now all this data that this software has gleaned is compromised and somebody else has the keys to it. We don't know who. We don't know. There's so many people hacking today. Russia's biggest industry is hacking. Russia spends billions of dollars perfecting the art of hacking. That's all they do. Every laptop we have is built in China, so China has to chip to see whatever what the hell else we're doing. Even the government were made in China. Does that make sense? The laptop the government uses was made in China, and you're like, seriously, was anyone thinking about the extent to which we have been compromised already? So you can put up all the firewalls you want. It's already built into their database. It's already built into the equipment, the hardware. What happens is most of us are end users of these products, you and I. So we're on this side. This is not our job. We don't think about this. Not because we're not smart, but because it's not required of us. We are the end user. Their problem. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to sit and anticipate how this works. How will it work? What are the likely effects? But it seems like they forgot that. Because nobody could have foreseen that this was coming down the pike. I don't know, but I knew it would happen. It was too likely not to happen. Can you just imagine a few years ago on Twitter, you remember the group Anonymous? They, they've gone dark now. You don't see them much on Twitter, right? You remember them? They used to hack people all the time. They announced it broadly who they were, right? So they said they could hack into anybody's computer anywhere at any time. I believe them because that's all they sit in a room and do all day. They can't. So my thing is this, that if that is the case, then I suspect that there is more to the story than me. I 
this seems like uh, Clearview might uh, the, the company here, facial recognition software company, they might they have this severely controlled. They are not telling us exactly what breaches happened and how vulnerable the public is. They're not telling us. I suspect that there's more to the story than meets the eye. And I think it's going to continue to happen. By the time they were the starters on the block, somebody else has already come up with it. There are other types of facial recognition software out there. I'm going to, you hold the ID up, you already have a key fob, you hold it up, then they're going to, you just put your name in there. And your face comes up when you walk up to it, and your face, it's not the retina of the display. So companies are going to start using facial recognition software. Banks are going to that banks probably saw value in it. So if you go to the bank to open an account and you have an account at the bank and somebody else comes in pretending to be you, facial recognition software is going to recognize that it's not you, it's someone else. There is some good to it, but at the same time, we have to look at it from the point of view that what is if the data breach occurs, how exposed are the rest of us? There are some people whose records have been sealed. They might have committed crimes as juveniles, and they're now sealed, and they are rehabilitated to the extent where they can live in the society. We really don't want their information to be compromised and to be to be exposed because they're trying to live well. You know, they're trying. They're they're they have remedied the situation, but. In terms of how, in terms of how exposed we are, we really don't know. All we know is that they say they have three billion folders. I didn't talk about it. Somebody else was like, "I'm gonna hack in there and steal everything you have." Right? They have hacked me. <laughs> I remember years ago they hacked me through my home internet, and they hacked me through one of my laptops that I used at a coffee shop. Right? I, I didn't follow the protocols. Typically, when I go into those spaces, I haven't done that in about four years, but I, I used to take protocols. I didn't. They hacked my laptop. Right? It wasn't a Mac. It was something else. It was a PC. That's when I really stopped using PCs. Right? And then I started using tablets because your mobile devices have more firewalls. You know what I mean? So I, I, it's interesting because when you look at it, these, this kind of software is not going to go away. As much as we don't like it, as much as we resent it, it's not going to go away. It's going to be here for a while, right? And I fear it's going to continue to be utilized in other ways. Like I, I thought of going to work, workspaces, places where you use your credit card. Like, you know, you go to Sam's Club or Costco or one of the big box stores that you frequently go to. It probably is going to eventually use facial recognition software. Uh, when you go through the toll booth, you know, the easy pass toll booth and so on, it probably is going to zip in, you know, zero in on you and you can get through it. So it's going, it has broad-based applications. When you go to uh, to get on the plane, for instance, you know, the pictures in your passport, but you know, that can be, right? The probably facial recognition software. Maybe your passports will become digitized and so on. So it has broad-based applications. The problem is we have to protect the integrity of the software to ensure that it does not get breached or stolen over time. And I just feel like that's where this needs to go. Nobody is going to say anything. Law enforcement is not going to say 
anything because they don't want to know that they have been compromised. And they don't want the public to know, more importantly, that the public may have been jettisoned, that public security and safety may have just been impacted just the past. Perhaps it was even immediately mitigates the exposure of what really happened. But I guarantee you behind closed doors, people were yelling and screaming and cursing words that we can't say on air because they will, uh, you know, beat, beat out or whatever. But just think about it, right? It's something to think about. I never liked the software. I never liked the idea of it because it had not been perfected. It had lumped every one of us into this category. And it did not make the distinction between facial features among people of color. And it, 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 people accused the software makers of being racist for not taking that into consideration. And I, I suspect there was an element of racism there. But more importantly, school districts were eventually, in an effort to stave off mass shootings in schools, school districts across the country were eventually going to incorporate it. The school district in New York, for instance, who uh, adopted the software said that if students are suspended, they would be placed in a database. So if they came to school, the cameras would capture them and an alert would be sent to security officials to determine if the person should be granted access. But what most of us realize is that that is immediately security officials, meaning uh, 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 the security people, right? So that means law enforcement. So that's criminalizing people for a suspension from school for maybe having a fight or maybe not showing up on time from coming on the campus. What he failed to take into consideration was that the security officer saw the kid on campus and didn't stop it. He saw the young man take the gun out and start shooting and did not intervene or interfere. So you still must have an element of human participation in this. Let's say that the police are really using this to identify criminals. You still need an element of human participation because you're still going to have to look for somebody and ask them where you, where, where you were, prove it. Yes, just yesterday in Detroit, uh, the police uh, chief was giving an expose on why violent crime. There was a guy who was like serial killer, I kid you not. And Turns out that he was out on parole, but he was an informant for a federal law enforcement agency. And while he was an informant, apparently his record was suspended. The Detroit police says they were not aware that he was out on a parole violation. There's probably the way to suspend the record because whatever he was an informant for must have been really important, right? But then, when you the broader question was how to stop violent crime, and one of the things that became apparent was that they were releasing people. And I'm like, seriously? You're sending out people in early release who have a violent past? You're sending them back out into the public? These folks don't, they haven't been rehabilitated when they return into the public. They don't have anywhere to go. They can't get a job because of their history. They can't rent an apartment. They can't get a loan. They can't go back to school. They can't get a loan to go back to school. So that just makes them angry. So all they're going to do is find guns and just use guns and start shooting people up because they're angry. You can't let violent criminals back out on early release. That is ridiculous. Whoever thought of that is, is ridiculous. A, a few months ago, somebody actually brought a similar idea 
it to me. That got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? <laughs> said, my ex-husband needs is someone I would want nowhere near me. You cannot eliminate background checks. And they had not looked at it from that perspective. So it, within the context that law enforcement is using this to fight crime, you have to wonder how effective is it. They didn't run case studies on it. That was the thing. You, you're just taking the software and nobody has any data on it. Nobody has any case studies to see how effective it has been that it is used in other applications and that it has worked effectively. If they could provide me with the data, provide us with the data that it has in fact been done, then maybe we would have been convinced that this was not a tool that is just going to jeopardize people's lives. But they didn't thought about, this is not, I'm not happy about it, but I didn't, I knew this was going to happen because I felt that they had not done enough testing on the software. And now here we are. A few weeks later, finding out that the, that a breach, a data breach has occurred at Clearview AI, and that they have, in fact, lost part of their client list, which could include folders of you and I. They did say they got three billion folders. Why wouldn't you and I be a part of it? There, you know, we are part of the three billion people that they most likely have captured, because they most likely got everybody on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube in the U.S which would mean you and I. So I'm an active participant in this, right? Just crazy stuff. Remember to join me on my show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I draw your attention to the podcast that took place on January 29th, in which we first talked about uh, facial recognition as a software, and on February 11th, about a school district in New York that had, in fact, chosen to use facial recognition software and employed as part of their crime-stopping mechanism. Uh, facial recognition software is a broad-based application that law enforcement agencies believe is going to help them in their fight to end crime and to stop crime. We hope that that is true, but at the same time, we know that there are some difficulties and that there are some other mechanisms attached. There are always people who are ready to tear down something good. So they may have gone into this with good intentions, but they didn't protect their firewall. To go delete your photos, it's too late. The horse has already gone through the gate. While we were asleep, they had already done that. So changing your settings on your uh, Facebook, uh, your social media accounts are private. It's not going to stop anybody from having access to it. If you're logging into someone's server, know that anytime you log into someone's server, your information is subject to being compromised. It is what it is, right? Thank you so much, everybody. It's Friday. It's Thursday. I wish it were Friday. You can tell. It snowed, it snowed yesterday. They thought it was going to be snow apocalypse, but it didn't happen. But we have ice left over. It's been the craziest, weirdest ride of a winter. Just last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it was 50 degrees in Michigan. Today, it's 17. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 17 degrees. 